This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. You gotta love that that opening, that video. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Taylor, for creating that. A friend of mine said, and her name is Rainy. She said, "My suffering makes me stronger to relate to other people and to help them with the same problems." So suffering is actually a good thing. That's a bold statement. It's interesting. Is it true? I don't really know what to think of that sometimes. But today we're going to talk about it. Well, it's good to be with you today. It's, it's great to be wrapping up this series on James, the book of James, uh, five chapters, and we've devoted a week to each chapter. It's a book that really challenges us and inspires us as followers of Jesus. What is to live a genuine faith, a real faith, a faith that works? A quick summary goes like this. In week one, uh, Mark McNelly led us in the teaching of trials and joy. In week two, Pastor Bob led us in faith and action, inspiring us in the word there. Week three was uh, Pastor Jason teaching, inspiring about blessing and cursing, do one, not the other. Week four, last week, Jake taught us about humility and pride and be humble. And so today we're going to talk, explore, suffering, and healing. Well, I confess that I've got a lot going on in my mind these days. There's a lot going on in the world. Oh, yeah, and there's Pokemon, too. I forgot about Pokemon, not man. Just going to tell you that. Thanks for putting that up. Um, Yes. Now, uh, I do confess I have a lot on my mind these days, and I guess that helped. Um, the uh, uh, lot going on up here because there's a lot going on in the world, the nation, and our lives. And I and I, you know, I guess that you might have that too. You're busy people, and these are interesting times, and, and they always have been. There's a lot to think about and reflect on. And thinking and reflecting are good things. Reflecting is gaining meaning out of life as we stop and think about things. Get still before God. God's created us to think and act and act and think. To contemplate and act, act and think. And if we stop to think about it, we are amazing creatures. Thanks be to God. I confess also that I love history and I've talked many times about this. And how many of you love history? Wow, that's great. More than I thought. That's super. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Forgive me. Uh, the, uh, and then I would also ask, um, well, I, I, the stories is really what I love in history. I love the stories of people, individuals, and as groups. But I confess I also love ancestry. And uh, who loves ancestry? Researching their family trees. Okay, less, but that's okay. Uh, it's gonna, we're going to keep it interesting. But I love researching my family roots, the stories of my family. I think that God works in me and through me through these loves that he's given me of history and ancestry, researching my family. So each year now I go back to a place that I found five, ten years ago where the immigrant Irish came to central Illinois and I go to my family roots. And now I invite others. I bring my cousins along 
including through the low water crossings that are more exciting than we need. But we, uh, we go together and we learn the stories. And that happens to be my sister on your left. And more and more of us are coming as we invite and bring, as we follow each other into the roots of our faith. I think God really blesses us as we, as we look deeper and take a deeper look to the people that have come before us. I know that in my, my heart, I am really grateful and thankful for the stories of the family faith. And yes, it's exciting and we have fun and we learn, but there's times when it's a bit disappointing and sobering when we, talk, when we learn about our families. But it's always on the side I'm always filled with more life, more truth. We blow up family myths, and we know that God is good. God is with us. God is with us. And God is in this book, these stories, the stories of us with God. I love this book. For I mean, I love the book. This happens to be my very first book. That I was introduced to God and the human stories. And James is in this book, the book of James, and he talks about real people like us finding their way in the truth, in the way amidst really a lot of challenges in life, a lot of tough times, times of conflict and distorted stuff and persecution. So I thank God for this book and what James has to tell us. And I, and I know this, the more I know about history and my family, is that there's times when we find ourselves upside down, upside down, when life is overwhelming, when life is overwhelming. So what do we do when life is overwhelming? Well, hear these words from James. Chapter 5, he begins with, uh, a warning to the rich, especially regarding corruption and greed and oppressing workers. And now hear these words. Meanwhile, friends, wait patiently for the master's arrival. You see, farmers do this all the time, waiting for their valuable crops to mature, patiently letting the rain do its slow, mature work. Be patient like that. Stay steady and strong. The master could arrive at any time. Friends, don't complain about each other. A far greater complaint could be lodged against you, you know. The judge is standing just around the corner. Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything, and never once quit, all the time honoring God. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of course, of Job's staying power, and you know, you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares. God cares right down to the last detail. And since you know that God cares, let your language show it. Don't add words like, I swear to God, to your own words. Don't show your impatience by concocting oaths to hurry up God. Just say yes or no. Just say what is true. That way your language can't be used against you. Are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? Call the church church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the master. Believing prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. 
And if you've sinned, you'll be forgiven, healed inside and out. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray to each other, for each other, so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered, wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Well, I, I, I love this scripture. It's so rich. So rich. Well, let's hit the highlights quickly again. James encourages to faithful perseverance. Hanging in there, endurance, hang in there. Action starting in prayer. Examples, prophets who have gone before us. Point to them, look to them. The Holy Spirit, patience, have patience, steady and strong, a strong posture in life. Don't complain, don't judge. Mentors are really important. God cares more than we can imagine. Be wise in your speech. Prayer heals inside and out. Confess our sins and pray for each other and with each other. God never gives up on us, so we shouldn't give up on others either. And always to be available and open to the Master, now and when he comes again. Well, I love this book. This book inspires us and challenges us. And yet I know I need examples from the Scripture and examples today that inspire and challenge me. I need to see a living faith, and I need to live a living faith. What about you? Are you living a faith that is real and alive? And are you an example, and I an example for others to look to when we need to see the Holy Spirit skin on living and working in this world? Well, recently I met a, a woman named Rainey, and we started with a quote from Rainey. And I met her with Roxanne. We met at uh, Bed and Breakfast in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, when she began to speak, reluctantly, she began to tell her story. The time stood still for me. Rainey is a 70-something seasoned saint. She grew up in Germany, in Nazi Germany as a child, starved, as did her 10 brothers and sisters. They persevered horrible things, and the aftermath of the war, it was really hard after the war. She came to faith, she was raised in a church, came to real faith, came to the United States, where she explored her faith deeply. She suffered a lot, cancer three times, lost a husband, a beloved husband, and yet she perseveres. And now she is a lay chaplain, as is her husband Steve. She didn't she wasn't looking for another husband, she told me. But she said Steve was just too adorable. And so uh, you're going to meet him in a minute. Um, she's an amazing woman full of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to watch. But I encourage you before we watch, really listen closely because she has a beautiful, 
German accent. Let's watch. In Germany, we all went and prayed in the evening over our food, what we had or not had. And we would also still go to church, even so the church laid in ruins. Little children and old people still went. And the other ones were so disappointed and so discouraged that they gave up on God. But we did not. We knew that with faith we shall survive. In 1961, my husband of 38 years passed away, a very difficult death, and I remember holding him in my arms at home as he went to sleep to be with Jesus, and I looked out and the sun was setting on the Arkansas River. And the next morning the sun came up, and I said, okay, new life. This one is past, let's see what the next one is. But on the end, because I listened to that small voice, today I'm married to the most godly, wonderful husband that I could have ever imagined. So the scripture from Romans, can you, can you talk about that? Yes, the exciting thing in Germany, when we get confirmed, we get a verse for life. And mine was Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuous instant prayer. That verse carried over to America, and when I was rebaptized, I wanted that to be said again to build a bridge from my heritage of German uh, religious knowledge, heart knowledge, to this time. And so, once again, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation continuous instant prayer. That's all what the fifth, uh, fifth chapter of James is about, to have hope, to keep on praying, and have perseverance. Keep it going. Don't give up. So Steve and Rainey, in the book of James, in the message translation, it says that God cares. God cares right down to the last detail. So. What, what do you think of that? Uh, what do you believe about that? He's there in every situation. It's like Rainy earlier was talking about the Holy Spirit. I feel like the Holy Spirit's there all the time. The challenge is for us to recognize its presence and accept its help. Well, the book of James, on the end, even so it talks about perseverance and helping us and all this and prayer and all this. But faith without works is no good hand. And so when we have this wonderful gift of Jesus and know all what God does for us, then we darn right should do something to show our appreciation, our enthusiasm and love all kind. You listen for the hurt, Give it a name and touch it gently. So it goes. So it goes. And so with that, I'd say we let's uh, we'll be lifelong learners, and God is never done with us. Thank you, Jim. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. So you can tell Rainey's uh, quite a lady, quite a quite life experiences. So how does her life compare or contrast with yours? I know for mine there are similar similarities and not. Uh, she and I have both uh, suffered in life, emotional, physical, and spiritually. Have. She was raised in the church. I wasn't. She had head knowledge. Then it became heart, real faith. 
And for me, I, grew, I didn't grow up in the church, and I really didn't know what to believe. I was in a moral family. We believed in God, but, but I mostly just believed in, in myself, and that wasn't enough. And so Rennie's life, like mine, provoked a lot of questions, and questions are really good. When we go deep with God with questions, we explore. God takes away the fear and the confusion and opens us to mystery. And that's a, that's a really good thing. And so if you're suffering today in the world, and we know the world is, and in, in our lives, hang in there, like Rainey said. And you might be asking the question, why? What good is it really, God? Again, continue to ask these questions to God. And we have a place for you, and it's called Alpha. Our Alpha class is a place that any question is welcome. It's at the end of the month. It's uh, August 30th, 6 to 8 in the Outreach Center, and you can come or invite somebody, bring somebody. Bring your questions about suffering, about who is God. We sang about it. There's questions about God, three in one. What is the Trinity? Are faith, are faith and science compatible? I invite you to come to Alpha, especially in, in the context today, if you are suffering, and you will be blessed. So where are you and I in our stories with God? That's a question for us today. Where are we at in this bigger story? The big story of God is grace and hope and mercy and justice. Where are we at in that story? Where are you and I? Also, where are we in response to his grace? How are we responding to his love, his radical grace? Saving grace. Well, again, for me, and I think for many of us, we need role models, coaches, and mentors. James talked about that. There's two stories that inspire me recently, and I encourage you to look more. And the first one, or research more, the first one is this lady, Sister Carlene Reck, a sister in St. Louis that leads a restorative justice ministry. More than punishment, she believes in restoration. And so she works hard, relentlessly, faithfully, Sacrificially with convicts and ex-convicts. She doesn't give up. She doesn't give up. She's an amazing lady and her story is rich. Google her. Release to rent ministry. And she will compel you somewhere with a deeper life. And then there's a guy named Mike Evans. He's a pro football player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You may know him know of him. Well, Mike's dad was, was murdered when he was nine years old, and Mike was bitter and could not forgive and couldn't move forward in life for a long time. But eventually he forgave his dad's murderer, his uncle, and his uncle and he reconciled, although he's still in prison, and Mike was able to move forward in life. Mike, through his forgiveness, has become healed. And yet he says he endured a really tough life. Hard times, stormy times in Galveston, Texas. And here's what he has to say for us. I was blessed to have a lot of people that made it easier to grow up and transition to the young man I've become. I've had mentors, great friends, people in my life that helped. You got to live on. Mike, uh, Mike is a wise man now. He's a wounded healer. Mike is, uh, is giving back to his community in a lot of ways, but the one that most inspires me is the camps. He lives out of his passion and his love of sports, and he gives back to kids through camps. 
And this is what he says. I want them to know that anything is possible. Is that not the gospel? I want them to know that anything is possible. I tell them to stay level-headed, stay in school and be coachable. Again, a redeemed story, restored and giving life. But Sister Carlene and Mike, they're just like us. They're people making themselves available to God. And, and you, you Schweitzer, inspire us. You reflect the image of God. You reflect through the ministries here that you lead and serve in the image of God. We are reflectors. In Vacation Bible School, we talked about reflectors, and we wore it. We say and we pray, do more, God. Break through. Bring the kingdom here of Jesus Christ. We applaud you, but we challenge you and I to do more, to bring the kingdom here. So the question of reflection, really more being reflecting, what are you reflecting with your life here and out there? What are you saying and doing? I say look to James, the book of James. Look to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit in us. It fills us, shapes us, because in our being becomes our doing. So look to Jesus. Many times in my life, and maybe in yours too, it was easier for me to give than receive. And I've learned in this life, and I still struggle with it at times, is that we have to receive. And so the receiving today, we're going to receive today. We're going to receive communion, holy communion, and the anointing of oil. When we receive those, know that the anointing, anointing is a biblical practice and sign that points to and beyond the oil and the person anointing you, to the action of the Holy Spirit, to the healing presence of Jesus Christ, the anointed one of God. And so in a moment, shortly, we're going to receive communion and anointing. In suffering, there is God. We turn to God. We talked about turning to God and singing. And in suffering, there is healing. Because God is there. And from Romans, we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Rennie said the suffering is good. That's still so sobering for me. But I know it's true in my life. Eventually, hang in there. I wouldn't wish my suffering on anybody. But, come, but from it came good and came the most meaning in my life. It was a time when I suffered the death of of a really beloved one. And also there was a hole in my heart. People told me I was successful, but I was empty. And Jesus filled that eventually. So hang in there. Lean into God. Work with God. Rennie said that her suffering makes her stronger for other people. To relate to them. And I believe that to my core. Because God uses us in our redeemed, restored story and state. She gives hope, and everybody needs hope now and eternally. You see, as we close today, or as we come to anointing and communion, we know that how we live matters. What we allow God to produce in us spiritually, emotionally, and physically with our lives matters. Jake said last week, and it stuck with me, the wars and conflict in the outer world begin in us. 
Sin is our distorted desires turn, desires turn to sin through neglect of God. We're putting ourselves first above God and others. And I believe that's true. And so as we enter into this means of grace and this blessing of anointing, come and receive, think and reflect, and then act in goodness as we come out of it. You see, James' story is a radical witness to what really living faith is. And today we will live our faith through the sacrament and the blessing, and then we will go from this place to live in goodness.